And I, again, maybe that's just like, this is who I'm with at the moment. So I'm going to praise these guys that are my coworkers right now. But he even said, I think he said it was like seven out of 10 chance that he would just stay with the NFL and Fox for next season. And I was like, whoa, why would you say something like that? You know, either he means that and he is leaning towards staying with the NFL and Fox or he wants to use it on leverage to just, you know, tell teams, hey, you really got to give me this monster contract, which I don't know if he really has to do that. So I I don't know. Both of them, like I said, I'm almost a little hesitant to get my hopes up for either one because they're two huge big names. And like we said, I think the Broncos owners want to make a splash. And I think they're interested in both of them. But if they are like essentially rejected by both of these guys, and then you end up with someone like Dan Quinn, who I think is a good coach, but he's just not a splash hire like Harbaugh or Peyton would be. And after all the Harbaugh talk, all the Peyton talk, if Broncos fans end up then with Dan Quinn being the guy, even though he's a good coach, I think it'd just be a huge letdown for Broncos fans. With Nathaniel Hackett, mercifully, out of the picture in Denver, and the 2022 season officially over for the Broncos, we can now direct our attention to another Broncos head coach search. We'll be diving in on that topic throughout this week's episode. But first and foremost, it's the Broncos Wire podcast. Welcome to the show. It's Ryan O'Leary here, joined as always by my good friend, John Heath. John's the managing editor of USA Today's Broncos Wire. John, we have reached the merciful end of the 2022 Broncos season. It was not what we expected. It is not the season that we had hoped for back in the summer. It is now on to 2023. Thank God. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Just like you said, it's so nice that this season, this terrible, awful season, is finally over. And it's also so nice that they ended the season in style. Like, going out in a win, like... I know it, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter, but it just makes you feel so much better going into the offseason to end it on such a high note. Like I've said so many times, I'm like a delusional optimist. It just makes me think, you know, maybe the Broncos are going to turn right around in 2023, and maybe this is the Russell Wilson that we're going to get in 2023. And I, I really think it might be possible because as soon as Nathaniel Hackett is out, Russell Wilson scores three touchdowns, including his rushing touchdowns, in back-to-back games. The offense scores 24 points and then 31 points. Their season-long average was less than 17 points a game, and that was inflated by their last two games. So it just it just seemed like as soon as Nathaniel Hackett was out of the equation, Russell Wilson was back to being Russell Wilson. And he still wasn't perfect. Like, he still did some dumb, dumb stuff. He still held the ball too long. He still threw some interceptions but he was way better. The offense was way better. The operation was way better. We could finally score points. And that just makes me think like, okay, if we get a good solid head coach and now get a good offensive scheme and now, and someone that can get the best out of Russell Wilson, like maybe we'll be right back in the playoff race in 2023. And I know that's exactly what I was saying at the beginning of 2022 that, you know, with Russell Wilson, with this exciting new head coach, you know, the Broncos are going to be right in it. But like I said, Ryan, I'm delusional. I'm right back to believing that. You got your Broncos goggles on, John, and you can't, you can't help but keep those things on. It's hard to take them off, right? No, it wasn't just you. It was all of us. We all were excited with Russell Wilson. We were intrigued by Nathaniel Hackett, even though we never really fully trusted him, right? We did We did question his background. We were like, hmm, I don't know. We, we didn't really see him do much with Green Bay. It was all behind the scenes. What does this guy have? What is he going to bring to the table? And it's not like we want to sit here 
and beat this dead horse and, and pile on Nathaniel Hackett, John, because he seems like a very nice man with a nice family. Oh, yeah, yeah. However, he was a bad head football coach, right? Exactly. And uh, can we now like officially say that it was it, that Hackett was the problem? Now, it's a small sample size with Jerry Rosberg, but it seemed like as soon as Rosberg took over, as you said, the players started playing better football. And then all of a sudden, people keep, start coming to bat for each other. Like all of a sudden, Broncos players start sticking up for Russell Wilson, right? Did you notice that? Like they start talking, like, they're like, no, no. Stop saying bad things about our guy, Russ. He's our guy. He's the best leader I've ever been around. Like, it's like, whoa. It, all of a sudden, this happened when it was just complete, a complete just pit of devastation with, with Nathaniel Hackett. It just seemed like we could get nothing done right. We were it just stuck in neutral with Nathaniel Hackett. And then when he gets fired, all of a sudden, that changes. Like, how do you even explain that, John? Like, what's going on here? He, he just, we've been over it. He just wants it ready to be a head coach in the NFL. Like you said, nice guy, nice players coach. I think he's probably a very good position coach or even a coordinator, but he just wants him cut out to be a head coach. In some ways, I think he's too much of a nice guy. I think Jer- or Jerry Rosberg came in and kind of cleaned up the act and just demanded more accountability, even to the extent of firing people and to benching players. I think it was just too much of the, too many players and too many coaches were buddies with Hackett. And I think he just couldn't bring himself to like discipline them for not performing well enough. And to an extent, that's a little bit of speculation, but I think we, we could just see that it happened. And like you're saying, everybody back in Wilson and stuff, as soon as Hackett's out, Wilson also is out there gushing with praise for Jerry Rosberg. And I'm connecting dots again, but it's almost just like, they're like, Hey, we didn't really have a coach. Now that we have someone that's competent, like I'm putting words in their mouth, but it was almost like they're saying, now that we got someone that's competent, like this is what we needed. We needed a real coach to write the ship. And now we got him. And this is the kind of football we can play with an actual coach. Nope. I agree hundred percent. And that's what we do on the show, John. We put words in people's mouths. We make things up and we do it for flair. It's great. It's a great spot to be in. Uh, and we have the benefit of revisionist history. It's great. It's great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jerry Rosberg, he doesn't give a damn either, does he? Like this, this, some of these quotes that we have from Rosberg now are uh, telling. He says, quote, I think you saw out there from Russell Wilson is Russell. That's who he is. He's a Hall of Fame NFL quarterback. Hall of Famer, he says. Everything has to fit together for the quarterback to play winning football. I think you saw what it would look like if we got to that point. So that's what Rosberg said. And it's, I don't know if he's intentionally, you know, throwing dirt on Nathaniel Hackett. You know what I mean, John? But It kind of feels that way, right? He's kind of saying, look, uh, this is how good Russell Wilson can be when everything around him is operating like an actual uh, football professional operation. And I think that's fair to say, because just look at the results, just look at the offense, look at Russell. Like he, he did have a bad first half just on Sunday, but then right at the end of the quarter, he turned it on with just getting out of the pocket, launching that moon ball. I, I really think that gets him going. I think getting him moving, giving him even some designed running plays, they toss that in just a handful of times, but just getting him loose, getting him out, moving around, I think that's when he's at his best. And for whatever reason, it just seemed like Nathaniel Hackett didn't want to do that with him. So uh, I I am leaning towards Hackett was the majority of the problem. And again, not the only problem, because Wilson had plenty of his struggles this year, stuff that he's got to work on and get better at. But you know, maybe with a better coach, that can, you know, 
play to his cater to Wilson's strengths. Maybe that will kind of help Wilson hide some of the things that he struggled with this year because they won't be, you know, showing up as much because it's not what the coach is asking him to do. And I just said this on last week, like if the Broncos do bring in a head coach and if Russell Wilson, it turns out was just as much of a problem as Hackett, it's, it, it's not okay because we want to win, but it's okay in the sense that if next season is a lost year, it's easier to get out of Russell Wilson's contract in 2024. And then in 2024, they have their own first round pick again. They have their own second round pick again. The picks from the Russell Wilson trade, they end in 2023. So in 2024, we're back to basically normal of having, well, depending on if they use any of them to acquire a certain coach, but basically I think they got one more year of Wilson. If it goes bad, oh, well, we can draft a quarterback high. And if it goes good, great. You know, Hackett was a problem. So I think this next season is going to be very telling. Yeah, it definitely will. And, and we've said it throughout the you know the season on the podcast, John. Uh, it's just you can't really evaluate Wilson. It's too soon to say he's washed and he doesn't have it. And the Broncos made the worst trade in NFL history, although right now it looks like it. And right now, I guess if you want to, if you're doing a weekly podcast and you need a hot take and you need a topic, you could you could talk about that. But we do feel like it's too soon, right? Let's let's look how let's see how it looks at 2023. Let's see how Wilson looks when you fix the offense, get a new head coach in here, and all that. That's what we're talking about. And you nailed it, John. Last week we came on here and you said, "Look, you were still kind of working on your article. You're were, you're were working on this big post for Broncos Wire. It wasn't up yet when we talked last week on the show." But you said, look, it's uh, they're going big. They're going big. And, and you kind of said, I don't know. Your gut was saying not a first year head coach like a Nathaniel Hackett type, but a big name, splashy guy like uh, Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton. Right. And uh, it seems like those two are the front runners. And I can't figure out who is the who's number one, and who's number two. It seems like one A, one B. Right. Is it Sean Payton or is it Jim Harbaugh? But we know that there's definite reported interest in both of those guys. They've now interviewed or requested interviews with what seven, seven uh, yep. coaches at, at the time of this recording, and it it seems to be growing. The Broncos seem to be reaching out to anyone who wants to interview for their head coach job, John. But it does feel like it's a it's kind of a two horse race: Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton. Who's in the lead right now? Well, yeah, I think I my feeling is that those are the two clear guys, and I would assume that they view them as the two clear guys. I think what's going to be interesting is are one or both of those guys going to want the Broncos? Because what if, you know, say Sean Payton prefers a different destination? And what if Jim Harbaugh is just using all this for leverage for a big pay raise at Michigan where he would prefer to stay anyway? So that that's the one thing that concerns me a little bit. I think these are the top two targets. It's just a question of can they get one or both of these? And honestly, I'd be okay with either one of them. I know some people don't want to give up a first-round pick for Sean Payton, but one, we don't know that it would necessarily have to demand that because his circumstances are maybe a little bit different than some coaches in the past. And I think, you know, teams might not be as willing to trade, you know, like the John Gruden trade. That was kind of crazy how much the Bucks gave up for him. Like the Saints, they're not going to get – two first round picks for Sean Payton. Maybe someone will get them a first round pick, but I don't know. I just, I feel like, especially because if you wait long enough, eventually Sean Payton's contract is going to run out. You could hire him in 2024. So I don't know if it's going to take a first round pick or not, but even if it does, I'd still be willing to do that. Cause like I said, last week, they have to get the right coach. And if they're convinced that 
Sean Payton is the right coach, a coach who coached a short quarterback and Drew Brees and won a Super Bowl with Drew Brees, like you would imagine he can get something done with Russell Wilson. All the success he's had in the NFL as a, like Nathaniel Hackett, he was supposedly a bright young offensive mind, but like you said, we didn't really know all that much about him because he was in the background in Green Bay. He wasn't even calling plays in Green Bay. He was basically like a position coach in Green Bay. Sean Payton, on the other hand, he has the resume. We've seen year after year his offenses being so good. We've seen year after year the Saints competing for division titles for them. And like that terrible blown call in the playoffs I think against the Rams when that guy was like hit before the ball even got Mm, there and there was like two three years in a row where the Saints just had crazy scenarios where they got knocked out of the playoffs the Minneapolis miracle remember the Minneapolis miracle with Stefan Diggs that that was another one like they were competing for years and years and years as a powerhouse in the NFC and you know the Broncos they're not a perfect team but they have a lot of pieces in place you think if if Sean Payton comes in he could use those pace, pieces and get the best out of Russell Wilson and get them right back on track and Jim Harbaugh the other big one to me I think he's number 1 on the list in part, right after I said I would give up a first-round pick for Sean Payton, but I have Harbaugh in part because you don't have to give up a first-round pick. And even though I would do that for Payton, you know, obviously it's better to get a great head coach and not have to trade for him. And Harbaugh, you don't have to trade for him. And he was the very first one the Broncos interviewed. And I don't know if maybe we shouldn't read into that too much because he's not employed by an NFL team. It was easiest to interview him first. They there wasn't really much restrictions for him. So maybe I shouldn't read that into that too much, but it just seems to me that he is the number one guy that they went to, at least the first guy that they went to. And when you look at what he did in the NFL, he won the division two or three times in four seasons. They reached the NFC championship multiple times. You know, they went to the Super Bowl. They didn't win the Super Bowl, but he got them there. And he just put a winning team on the field. And like Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick, they're fine quarterbacks. I don't think they're Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And I think it just it, – he, in my opinion, he got the best out of what he had to work with, and he got the best out of what he had to work with at quarterback. And we're talking about Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett not getting the best out of him. Jim Harbaugh, he's a former quarterback himself. I, I think he's another guy that could come in – and put the offense around Russell Wilson and get the Broncos doing what they need to do. So I'm with you that those are the top two guys. And I don't think it's a coincidence that a bunch of these guys that they're interviewing have head coach experience because they're, they threw in two or three inexperienced guys, but I think that's just to do their due diligence and cast a wide net. But most of these guys that they're interviewing have head coach experience. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, the, the first year guys on the list right now is uh, would be Giro Ivero, right? Uh, yeah. I think we're going to get his name right now, John. We've been working on that uh, between between episodes. Uh, D'Amico Ryans. Those are the two first year guys, right? Jim Caldwell has experience. Raheem Morris was a head coach, I believe, right? Raheem yeah, Morris was. was a coach. Uh, Dan Quinn, obviously, with Atlanta. Uh, and then you got Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh as, as 1A, 1B. And let's, let, let's work with Jim Harbaugh as 1A, right? Uh, I could definitely see that. Number one, you don't have to give up the compensation. What you are giving up is you're just you're bringing in a coach that's been outside of the pro game for a while, right? He's been with Michigan. Uh, another thing that's interesting too, and maybe to your point, John, it was a two-hour, reportedly a two-hour Zoom video, right? Virtual video, as you put on Broncos Wire, and that's a short that's a short interview, right? For like if you're talking to a head a potential head coach, 
it's a two-hour interview. And I think if it's a short interview, that might mean you like the candidate even more, right? It's If it's a two-hour interview, it's kind of like a lot of pleasantries like, hey, Jim, how you doing? We want you. You know, that it's that kind of conversation. It's less of you selling me for eight hours or, or six hours or how... I mean, these interviews but, go on for a long-ass time. This maybe, is a two-hour virtual interview. Maybe the Broncos were the ones selling themselves yep. to him. Yes. Be, because he, he could do an in-person interview because, like I said, he's not under contract with the NFL team. The Broncos have to wait for a lot of these guys because they're employed by other teams, even Sean Payton, because he's still technically under contract with the Saints. He can't interview in person until January 17th. Harbaugh could interview in person. And because his schedule is so busy, apparently, he chose to do it on Zoom instead. So that that's another thing that gives me a little bit of pause, just thinking like, is this all just a leverage play from him? Is he trying to do leverage on Michigan? Like how I know the Broncos are interested in him, but how interested is he in them? I don't know. And there's been reporting from The Athletic that, you know, The Athletic has really been pushing that he really wants an NFL job. And if he gets an F offer, he's taking it. And if that's true, then I'm like, oh, okay, good. Maybe the Broncos are in great position because the owners can throw a boatload of money at him. But I also think, you know, why would something like that come out? It could be that Harbaugh's agent or whatever is pushing that like, hey, if he gets an offer from the NFL, he's going. Put that out there. And why would his agent put that out there to tell Michigan, hey, we're serious about this. If an NFL, if the Broncos back up a truck for us, my client's going. So you better give him a really, really big bonus. And again, just wild speculation but it's just one thing i'm a little worried about both him and peyton because peyton he's all he's working for the nfl on fox and they talked to him uh during sunday's uh season finale pregame show and he he really really downplayed uh the broncos interest in him and and the the whole situation i don't know if he was just trying to play it cool and just because like trying to be a cool guy or whatever, but he really kind of downplayed it, made it seem like it was not a big deal. And he really played up wanting to stay with the NFL and Fox crew. And I, again, maybe that's just like, this is who I'm with at the moment. So I'm going to praise these guys that are my coworkers right now. But he even said, I think he said it was like seven out of 10 chance that he would just stay with the NFL and Fox for next season. And I was like, whoa, why would you say something like that? You know, either he means that and he is leaning towards staying with the NFL and Fox, or he wants to use it on leverage to just, you know, tell teams, hey, you really got to give me this monster contract, which I don't know if he really has to do that. So I, I don't know. Both of them, like I said, I'm almost a little hesitant to get my hopes up for either one because they're two huge big names. And like we said, I think the Broncos owners want to make a splash. And I think they're interested in both of them. But if they are like essentially rejected by both of these guys, and then you end up with someone like Dan Quinn, who I think is a good coach, but he's just not a splash hire like Harbaugh or Peyton would be. And after all the Harbaugh talk, all the Peyton talk, if Broncos fans end up then with Dan Quinn being the guy, even though he's a good coach, I think it'd just be a huge letdown for Broncos fans. Yeah, it would. If it's if it's Dan Quinn, I agree with you. I think he's a good coach on defense. <laughs> you know, when you when you think back to the years where Matt Ryan won the MVP and the Falcons went to the Super Bowl, uh, and they didn't win it, obviously, twenty eight to three. Sorry, Falcons fans that are listening. I'm sure tons of Falcons fans are listening, John. Dan Quinn, I would worry about the fact that he doesn't really deal with the offense in his glory days with the Falcons. Who ran his yeah. offense, John? Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle, 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 yes, Kyle Shanahan. So 
I would worry about that piece because we need to fix the offense. The defense is the least of our problems here. Uh, yep. and, and Sean Payton, he's a ball buster. You know, he, you can't really, I don't know. Don't listen to anything he says. He's going to talk out of both sides of his mouth. Uh, I do a, I do a uh, podcast with John Sigler of Saints Wire. We, we're always talking Sean Payton. The guy is just, he's basically a comedian. You can never really, you never know if he's serious or not. Uh, and it's interesting, right? He's taking calls from the tech. I mean, the Texans reportedly have asked the Saints to interview him. So, and the Cardinals have been granted permission. So he's, he's definitely talking to teams, no matter what he says about Fox. And it's really interesting, right? Saints fans would love, so say it's the Texans who have the oh, number yeah. two pick. Saints yeah. fans are like, I want that's the number two happening. pick. Yeah, but that's There's what no Saints way. fans want, John. They're like, oh, I want the number two pick. But Sean Payton's <laughs> going to be like, I want to give up the number two pick if I'm going to the Texans. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's such an interesting thing. As you said, Sean Payton could easily work at Fox, wait out his contract, and not have to deal with Mickey Loomis and the Saints and go wherever he wants. Uh, so and not have the team he's going to not have their exactly exactly so that is definitely in play and on the Harbaugh front it is interesting you mentioned the Brinks truck right I think I looked it up uh, Harbaugh made around I think 10 million in 2022 I think the Broncos could get him a race they could definitely oh, get him a race <laughs> yeah like there's no salary cap for a coach nope. the owners could pay him whatever they want they could get him a race a nice raise so it's say, hey hey Jim we got the Brinks truck for you. Come over here. And it's also no secret, and you've written about this on Broncos Wire, John, that Harbaugh has connections to members of this ownership group, members to the search committee. It's all It all ties into Stanford, where Harbaugh coached before his stint in the NFL, right? Uh, the Broncos yeah. CEO, Greg Penner, got his MBA from Stanford. It's all this, you know, the, the Ivy League thing. It's like, oh, Stanford, Stanford. That, that actually plays a part in this. Like, that matters to people, these guys. And if you're Harbaugh and the Broncos can basically double or more your compensation. Uh, and, and yes, you do have to go head to head with like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid twice a year. I get it. But like, what about staying at Michigan, right? Like, is he so busy right now, John? Because A, is he still trying to figure out how he lost to that TCU team that looked like a JV outfit against Georgia, <laughs> right? Like, is that why he's busy or is he busy recruiting? Like what? Because like, you're not going to win a national title. Look at that Georgia team. You're not going to be able to compete with that team. Never mind Ohio State. Like, what are you doing at Michigan? Like, uh, do you really want to go up against that thing? What's worse, going up against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid or that Georgia team that has that looks like they're not slowing down at and all? Michigan might also be about to get uh, dealt with from the NCAA. Oh, of course. Oh, well, like, of course. He, College he could yeah. get suspended for a couple games. So they're like being investigated right now. So that's something that's in play as well. Oh, thanks for bringing that in, John. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, again, that slipped my mind. It's like. Of course, these these college coaches, of course, they end up in the NFL when, you know, sanctions are coming down, John. It's just like that yeah. always seems to happen. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot of things in play here. Uh, and yeah, if, if is it Peyton? Is it Harbaugh? I think we just we're going to stay glued to social media and all the reports and try to figure out which one it is. I think there's real interest in both. And talking about the Brinks truck. The Broncos, uh, they redid their grass field for 400 grand just for the season finale. Right, John? So, yeah, they're. These guys are not afraid to throw around money, and I love it. I love this ownership group so far. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they have to make the right decision, and they have to hire the right guy. But I love that they have shown they are willing to give the resources, and they're willing to put you know people in place to be successful. I love that they're not like they're not meddling with like who is you know in the starting lineup and and stuff like that. They're enabling 
people to do their jobs. And now, you know, Nathaniel Hackett right wants in the right pick, but he wants it their pick. Like Greg Penner is leading this coach search now, and George Payton is helping him out with it. Hopefully, Greg Penner, you know, lands a Harbaugh or Payton or some proven coach, I think, is what they need. And then, you know, they're going to give him a ton of money. They're not going to tell him to be stingy with the salary cap. Like uh, they're going to give, you know, the facilities are going to be beautiful and up the field. They're going to rip up the field and give them a brand new field. Like the owners are all in with dumping money in and giving the the coach and just everyone the resources they need. And that's a great sign. But, and and again, you got to get the right, you got to hire and employ the right people, but that's what they're working on right now. And hopefully they're able to pull it off. And, you know, we were talking Harbaugh and Payton because they're the two big names and we're the two big, they are the two big guys that we're assuming is the Broncos top targets, but just to run over the, the other guys real quick, Evero Broncos fans obviously know who he is. First season as defensive coordinator was phenomenal and he's got interview requests for a couple other teams. I have a feeling that, you know, he's a bright up and coming coach and I wouldn't be surprised at all if eventually he's a head coach, but I kind of doubt it's this year. And so I think the Broncos have a decent chance of him staying on as defensive coordinator for another year. And I think that would be fantastic, especially if they get an offensive guy like Harbaugh or Payton having a stud defensive coordinator. That's awesome. And your defense, you know, in theory, wouldn't miss a beat going forward. So that would be great. And Dan Quinn, we miss, we touch on him a little bit, but like you said, he's a defensive guy and you know, that's great, but what are you going to do for the offense? Like there's no Kyle Shanahan for the Broncos to hire right now as their offensive coordinator. So uh, I don't think the Broncos would rule him out for being a defensive minded guy, but I do think that they would, I just, again, I think that they would prefer an offensive guy to fix the offense. Same with Raheem Morris. He's been a head coach before in the NFL, but he's a defensive guy. Who's his offensive coordinator? Like, we don't have that. We we kind of need an offensive-minded guy, and if Evero sticks around to do the defense, like, that's an awesome fit. And Ryans, he's an up-and-coming, very young defensive coordinator. Love him. Who was just playing linebacker in the NFL a couple of years ago. He kind of reminds me of uh, – uh, the Patriots to Titans, Mike Vrabel, like yep. it just the ascent from going from linebacker to head coach so quickly, or at least head coach candidate. I really like him, but Evero is more experienced. They already have Evero in house. I really doubt they would hire Ryan's Evero. And I kind of doubt they would hire either of them, but Evero definitely deserved an interview. And then Jim Caldwell, he's very experienced and he had two good stints. I think people forget that he had a very good stint with the Colts and Peyton Manning. Like I bet Peyton Manning would definitely sign off for him. And then even later in his career, more recently when he was coaching the Lions, you know, the, I'm pretty sure he coached the Lions to the last playoff appearance. Like the Lions were competitive with him. And really up until like this season, that they haven't really been competitive since him. And his overall record uh, as a head coach is not phenomenal, but yeah, he accomplished things as a head coach in the NFL. But he's getting older now, and he hasn't been in the NFL for a couple years, so I don't know how realistic of a candidate he is, but I think he's a good guy to interview. He's definitely worth interviewing. And, you know, if they do swing for the fences and miss out on Harbaugh or Peyton, someone like Caldwell, like I was saying, they need some experienced write the ship, someone with a good resume. I think Caldwell is someone that, you know, he's not my top choice, but I wouldn't be angry if they hired him. Yeah, Caldwell does have a wealth of experience, John, because he's 67. 
<laughs> like, yeah. like, come on, is that like, a, is this a long range uh, hire? We, we, no. we want to do this again in two or three years, you know, like, well, yeah, give him a two year contract. Yeah. And then when Sean Payton's time is up with the Saints, that would make sense. That would make plenty of sense. If, if Payton's serious about staying with Fox, Jim, Jim Caldwell could yeah. bridge that gap. Get us to Sean Payton. That would make sense. Only half joking on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. It's like Jim Caldwell, like I I respect him. I think he was a good coach. But yeah, as you said, John, he hasn't he hasn't been in the league since he was with the Dolphins before COVID. And that was in twenty nineteen. Yeah. So he hasn't really been in the league. So yeah. it's like we're interviewing Jim Caldwell now. So it's like I don't want to like do the eye roll thing. It's like it's not fair to these guys, but it does feel like it's it's Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton. And then it's a bunch of guys like we're just interviewing guys like like I love I, I love some of the guys, names on this list. I love D'Amico Ryan's, you know, Raheem Morris, Dan Quinn, Evero. Yeah, they're all defensive guys. Are we going defensive or are we trying to build around Russell Wilson here? Like, are we pairing our head coach with a really good offensive mind? Uh, and, and that's why I hone in on, on guys like Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, even a Jim Caldwell. Right. Like these are guys that manage the whole thing. They're not just like a Dan Quinn who is defense. Defense, mm-hmm. defense, defense. And I need someone now to run my offense. Who's that going to be? Uh, same thing with like a Sean McVay over in the Rams. I mean, he is offense, offense, offense. Who's running my defense? You know what I mean? Like there's coaches like that. And I think uh, I am obsessed. You know me, John, from over the years. I'm obsessed with the Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton type. I, I want the guy that manages the whole thing um, and is not Nathaniel Hackett, who is just offense. Um, so, and. Then no, can't even right coach, and, and then can't even coach the offense, John. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it'll be interesting. Last year, would they have John ten interviews for the coach? Yeah, they had ten last year, and I wouldn't be surprised if we get at least three more yeah. in the coming days, or maybe even coming weeks, to get up to ten, or maybe even more than ten. Because George Payton said that uh, when he is asked about what he learned last year, one of the things that he mentioned was maybe they could have casted a little wider net. Or something along those lines. And that may not mean only numbers, but w- when they interviewed 10 guys last year and only have seven on the list right now, that makes me think that maybe more are on the way. Is Jerry Rosberg on the list, John? <laughs> not as of yet. He's not yet. I don't know if he's going to get an interview or not. I wouldn't be surprised if he done it. I, I hope that the next head coach offers him to be like a senior advisor or something, because if he wants to continue coaching, I think he deserves to have some kind of role with them after the great job he did. Absolutely. I know you've been, you've been pulling for Jerry Rosberg. I know you haven't seen it on Broncos wire and what should folks be, uh, what are you guys working on now, John? We're into the off season. Uh, you, you can start to say, okay, here's, here's who the Broncos have as upcoming free agents, stuff like that. Right. Obviously we're honed in on this coach search as well. What are you guys working on right now? Yeah, a, a little bit about, you know, how some players finish the season and some guys that are be coming up on contract years or coming up on coming back from injuries. They, things about like Alberto, the way he was not used by Nathaniel Hackett and yep. then used by Jerry Rosberg, you know, uh, cu- cu- guys like Deshaun Williams and Justin Simmons, they are, you know, campaigning for Evero to stick around, if not as defensive coordinator, even as head coach, just because, you know, they're defensive guys. They love them. They want them to stick around. So things like that, uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, their center, he said he was healthy and they didn't bring him back from IR, which really is not that surprising. Way back 
in week eight when he got hurt in London and Graham Glasgow went in and looked so much better right away. I was like, I think Glasgow's going to hold on to this job. And he held on to the job so well that the Broncos didn't even bother, bother to bring back Cushenberry from IR. So things like that, like how some certain guys finish the year and, you know, what their outlook is going forward. And then, like you said, it's coach, 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 like every day, uh, we're going to have stuff about the coach search on the site in the coming weeks. And, We'll get back when, you know, there's a big development or when they hire a coach, we'll be all over that. 100%. So that's John Heath. In the meantime, be make sure you're following John's stuff on Broncos Wire. He and the team do uh, excellent work. And of course, we're all, we're all waiting to see who's it going to be for the Broncos. We're, we're probably weeks away from a decision, right, John? Like they, I, again, we're going to get more coaches added to this list. Uh, I can't imagine... It's the, this decision is going to come anytime soon. It's probably going to be a process. And do the Broncos want to be the first team to hire a head coach? I don't, maybe, um, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see the timeline here, but I would imagine we're weeks away from a decision being made here. Yeah. With Peyton, not able to interview in person before January 17th and you know, all the coaches employed by other teams, they can't interview right. in person before January 17th. So I'd imagine that's going to push things back at least a week maybe even like for second round interviews for whoever their finalists are could be looking at two weeks. So uh, I imagine like maybe end of January, we'll be wrapping up the coach search, but yeah, like you said, I doubt like they're going to be making a hire tomorrow unless it is someone like Jim Harbaugh. If they talk, if he's the guy they love, you know, they could get him quickly because he's not employed by another team. All right. That's John Heath. Once again, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us on the pod this week. We appreciate you. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. I'm sure people listening this long, John, have already hit subscribe. And we love love and appreciate you for that. Uh, We will catch you next time as news unfolds on this, uh, well, interesting, another interesting Broncos offseason with another coach search. Oh, my God. All right, let's buckle up and get ready for it, John. We will catch you next time. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.